This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 13 of Jamie All Over. I have no idea what song you just heard. I do know it's not my intro. And I know that because I said I was going to devote time this week to listening back to all my episodes and figuring out what clips I wanted to use for my new intro. And guess what? I didn't do it. I had the worst week ever. Just settle in because... I'm going to take you along for the ride. I don't really have a podcast planned. Today is Saturday. I will be editing it today. Hopefully it will be done in time to post tomorrow, Monday, but technically like Sunday and then at midnight, which is technically Monday. Not technically. It is Monday, but it needs to be done by Sunday night. I've been putting it off because I have had, like I said, the worst week imaginable not imaginable. That's really being very overdramatic. People in Ukraine are having a way worse week than I am. That worry has definitely added to the stress of this week that are we possibly entering into a World War III? So there's that. I quit my job. Not this podcast, don't worry. But last night, I almost quit everything. I had an absolute breakdown last night outside of the dashboard confessional show. I didn't go to the show. I had a breakdown outside of the troubadour and I went home. And now I have to do a podcast. I am usually very prepared. I have an outline. I know what's going to happen and I know when it's going to happen. And you're going to get none of that today. Let's just talk. Actually, let's do listener of the week and then we'll talk. This is from CF Kane 42. Best first episode ever. I've never heard a podcast so confident, self-assured, and fully realized on episode one. And I've heard all the podcasts. Great personality and content, 10 out of 10, subscribed. Well, thank you so much. This is definitely a case where people see you differently than you see yourself. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. I appreciate that amazing, beautiful review. But things like that sometimes make me go, really? Are you listening to a different podcast than mine? Like, is that really for me? My breakdown last night was kind of, you know, I don't even know. I really don't know how to explain it to you guys because there's so many other like relationships and situations involved that led up to me just breaking down. And I want to respect everybody's privacy, which is another difficult thing to do when you have a podcast. And none of this is complaining about the podcast. The podcast is like my saving grace at this moment because it's, the one thing that I truly love and I'm passionate about it. 
and it's my way to connect with others and I need that. So this is not a complaining situation about the podcast, but the thing about it is that I want to be completely vulnerable and open, yet when there's other people involved in situations that are going on in my life, it's a delicate balance as to how do I keep their privacy and really explain to the full extent what's going on. And it's just been something I've been having to, I guess, figure out. So for the sake of wanting to give that privacy to everybody else, I guess I will explain things the best I can without giving anything away about anybody else. First of all, I'll take you back to the beginning of the week with my job and why I brought up the fact that I quit my job. This was not the straw that broke the camel's back. I put in my notice beginning of February and I gave them two months to find someone new. So my actual last day is March 31st. There was something that broke that camel's back, which caused me to put in my notice then, but it's not this. This happened after. Had I not put in my notice then, I most certainly would have put in my notice after this week. So a tenant of mine, I had known her for five years, sweet girl. We talked a lot and she died in her apartment. And again, because I want to respect privacy of others, it's hard for me to tell you what happened, but it was tragic. And this is now an ongoing situation because she lived alone. Her car is still in the parking garage. All of her belongings are in the unit. The unit is sealed at the moment for an investigation. I don't know what to say about it other than it is so tragic and it really, really has me, it it kind of put me into a bit of a depression, if I'm going to be honest. She had her whole life ahead of her. Her emergency contact is a friend on her application. So I don't even have a way to get in touch with her family. We found out two of her friends. One of her friends, I mean, I guess I can say this because this person put it on their social, right? I mean, I don't know what the rules are. It's such a delicate situation, you know? Her friend is Julia Fox. And Julia Fox posted a photo of the two of them. She called this girl her cousin, which confused me a little bit because I don't think they are family. I think they're friends. She attributed her death to the opioid epidemic. And then I went and I heard her on the Call Her Daddy podcast. And she talked about this girl by name. And she said that they had moved to Louisiana together after Julia left New York City after her dominatrix days. If you guys haven't heard this podcast, I don't want to say go give it a listen because it was kind of, it was very hard to hear, but interesting information. So Julia worked as a dominatrix in New York City and ended up leaving and moved to Louisiana with my tenant. I guess when she was in Louisiana, she was taking a lot of photos. She got into photography and a lot of her photography included people using heroin. And she casually discusses her heroin use as well. So there's a few missing pieces in all of this, but I can kind of put together some things that did happen. And it's upsetting. It's really upsetting that she knew information. I don't know. I mean, obviously she's completely distraught. She lost her friend. I don't want to talk shit on her either. Ugh. You know, it's just so it's I don't know what to say. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to explain a situation to you guys when I can't explain the full situation. So the next part of this is I was actually sitting at my table doing rents and I was holding her rent check in my hand 
probably the last signature she ever wrote. Whether this was a moment of me actually being a medium or if this was just something that my own mind made up, I heard her say, because I said, I'm so sorry this happened to you. I was crying. I was, I was very upset. And I heard her say, it's okay. I wanted to leave. But that's, that's what I heard. I'm not saying that's what happened. Did I even hear it? Did I make it up? I don't know. That added to the mystery surrounding all of this. I was going to do an episode on quitting my job and why and go into all of the seedy (laughs) behind the scenes situations that have happened in Los Angeles real estate over the last 12 years, 13 years, however long I've been doing it. And I have stories and I will tell them. And I made a whole list, actually, you know, the way I typically do my podcasts. I do an outline and I know what we're going to be discussing. And I have an entire outline about that. And then I thought, I am under such mental stress right now. The last thing I want to do is go back and recount all of these things that have happened in an industry that I am just so happy to finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and be out of. So I'm going to put that on the back burner for now, that episode, the title of this episode was going to be I Quit My Job. So if you see that episode in the future, that's all of these things that we're going to get into eventually, but not today. Today is going to be a mess of an episode, a hot fucking mess. And I'm okay. I'm not, nobody needs to worry about me. Nobody needs to reach out and make sure I'm okay. I'm okay. We all have breakdowns, don't we? Everyone has a mental breakdown every now and then, right? That's common. I guess what's not so common about it is talking about it for anyone to hear. A lot of people probably just keep it to themselves. And that's typically what I would have done. But let's talk about it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was a culmination of several things that have been happening over the last few months behind the scenes. And again, don't want to breach anyone else's privacy. I can't explain these stories without you knowing who I would be talking about. So if I'm ever, you know, recording with any of these people and they're open to it, I'm happy to, dis- to discuss it then. But I almost feel like doing it without anyone is talking behind someone's back or just not right. And I also feel it's not right to give you like snippets of stories and not tell you the full picture. So, so I haven't discussed anything until now. But I think that was doing me harm because I've been bottling it all in for months now. And it came out last night. I honestly don't know how to explain it to you guys, but I've been hurt. People have hurt me. The things have been talked about to these people. I've gotten apologies. I'm ready to move on. I found out more information recently, which kind of brought out some past trauma 
that I think I have been suppressing. So the best way to give you an example about this is that this person went to someone else in my industry and said things about me that were not true. This happened maybe a month ago, but I just found out about it recently and not from the person that was told, which means this person is telling other people, which was my fear because my reputation in no matter what industry I'm in means everything to me. And I know my intentions are always good. I've never used a person. I've never taken advantage of a person. I've never manipulated a person. Ethics and business ethics are my highest priority. And if I'm even working with people that don't share those ethics, I stop working with them. That's how important it is to me. And that was instilled in me from my dad, who was a car salesman. And you might be laughing right now, but he may have been the only ethical and honest car salesman. <laughs> my dad was so good. Doing the right thing and treating people the way you want to be treated, it's, it's in my blood. I can't not do that. So if I'm accused of doing something otherwise, whether that's coming from jealousy or a misunderstanding or whatever it may be from the other person, one of the worst things you can do to me is go tell that to somebody else in my line of business. And I don't think this person, and I had to talk, I talked it out with them and told them how, how this was not the right thing to do. And it's a shame that I have to explain to someone that this is not the right thing to do. I'm fine with chalking it up to a misunderstanding. Fine with that. I'm fine with letting go the thought that this person was intentionally trying to harm me. I'm fine with forgiving. I need to forgive. And in any situation, I need to take accountability. That's the only way I can ever really get over a situation. I need to find where was I accountable and what can I learn from this. And in this situation, it was difficult. It was very, very difficult. And I had to just, in order to be at peace with it, I had to just say, it was a misunderstanding. Let's move on. What this person didn't understand is that when you do something like that to another person who's just trying to make it in a business, who's just starting out, especially a single mom, and not to pull that card, but this has brought up a lot of fucking trauma in me because it's not the first time I've had my ex do it to me. There was a time, you know, we were living together. He is ex-military. He was a Marine. He was rated 100% disabled with PTSD. When I first got together with him, I didn't know the extent of his mental disability or the extent of, of his background, but I learned quickly. After learning, it almost caused me excuses to stay longer. You know, he would blame it on the PTSD or the drugs they had him on or, or him trying to withdraw from the drugs that they had him on. For a long time, I thought it wasn't really him and it would get better. And he was so brave and courageous to even go to war. And he came back like this. And it would have been an awful thing of me to just leave somebody that did that for our country. What I didn't realize was that, um, yes, he can still be brave and courageous. But that doesn't mean that I or anybody needs to suffer because of it or be abused because of it. One form of, I don't know if you want to call it emotional or mental abuse or manipulation or him just, you know, not being of sound mind at the moment and being paranoid because that's one of his symptoms. But I, because I was, support, oh, the reason I'm telling you his backstory. So he can't work. He's unemployable due to his disability. He gets compensation from the government every month for this disability. It's not a lot, but it's for life. Therefore, 
when we got together, I had a very, very good job. One in my list of real estate jobs that I will be going through with you guys in a future episode. And I could easily, you know, pay for everything. But then there was a point where I didn't have that job anymore. I had a different job. And I needed to supplement the income. So I started a side business. Instead of him being proud of me or grateful or congratulating me or anything, he said, you started this business so you can go out and cheat on me. But it was like, wow, like I'm just trying to do something good and my intentions are good and pure. And this person who is supposed to love me the most and who I think I love somehow sees something so evil in me that I could go do that to him. And then that, and that's my intention. And it fucks with you. And I know, you know, looking back, it's not my fault. And I know, and it's not even his fault. I know he has issues. That doesn't mean I'm not still scarred by it, though. I've forgiven him. I've done my best to forgive him. Fast forward to this person doing this to me now. I've finally gotten out, or at least I see the light of the tunnel, of leaving a career that does not make me happy but that I've sacrificed to be in for my daughter. I'm finally at a point where I'm going to do what makes me happy. I'm still providing for my daughter. But as a single mom, it's a ton of pressure. I don't let on. I barely tell anybody. But I'm alone. I'm alone. and I have my mom. I have my family. I don't mean, I don't mean alone alone, but she's with me 365 days of the year. I'm so grateful I have my mom who can watch her when I need to go do things. But it really comes, all comes down to me. And um, my biggest fear is not giving her the life that she deserves. And everything I do is for her. So when this person did this, I don't think they understood the repercussions of doing something like that and how it can hurt me so deeply. Because I'm like, okay, here's just another person trying to take food out of my daughter's mouth essentially you know like trying to harm me in business and say things that are not true people have gotten sued for that I would never do that but that's how harmful it is you can't do that to a person and again I will say that we talked about it and we've put it past us and I can forgive She did end the conversation saying she's glad she did it because she thought it initiated a conversation between other parties that had to happen. I strongly disagree. And I do hope one day she will change her opinion on that she's glad she did it because then that means she won't do it again to anybody else. So anyway, it's just been kind of a domino effect of things that have happened this week That kind of brought up other things from my past. This person is not responsible for anything else it brought up in me. I am. But last night was bad. I got to a point where I said, why is, why do I, why bother? This is such a depressing episode, isn't it? Wow. I'm sorry. (laughs) I did think about what would be the point in doing this. I don't want to depress anyone. I don't want anyone to feel bad for me. So many people have it way worse than I do. And there's so much I have to be grateful for. 99% of the time, I focus on the good. But sometimes I can't always be strong. Sometimes I can't always just get over it. 
and learn the lesson and focus on the positive. I'm human and I broke. I think admitting that is a step in healing this. I thank you for being here for me, allowing me to talk about it, for being my therapist for the day. I do hope in turn I can be yours if you relate to any of these things that I've said so that you know you're not alone because last night that was the overwhelming feeling is that I'm all alone. And I know that's not true, but that doesn't mean I didn't feel that way. And I know how it feels. I know how it feels to feel different. I know how it feels to like feel like you don't fit in. But I also know that I don't need to fit in. I've always been okay with that. I've always been okay with who I am. I'm like, that's, that's where my confidence lies is, is me personally, who I am, the type of person I am. But as far as everything else or how other people perceive me, I'm completely clueless. I have no idea. Some guy came up to me last night and complimented my smile. And I was like, thank you. And then the thought through my head went, did someone tell him to say that? Or did he really feel that way? And people leave me such nice reviews on the podcast. And I'm like, are you listening to my podcast? Is that for me? Really? And it's not that I'm insecure. I don't think, I don't think it's insecurity. I think it's just that I place my priority in confidence from like the way I treat others, my intentions, things that I've gotten done, taking risks and seeing the benefit to that. That's where I get my confidence. I don't get my confidence from what other people think of me. So it's never been important. So it's not something I think about, I guess. Or do I? I don't know. I don't know. Do I think about it? I don't, do I wonder what people think of me? Because I don't know. Maybe a couple weeks ago, my friend was trying to get me to say that I'm beautiful and I wouldn't say it. And she was like, just say it out loud. And I couldn't. And I've been thinking about that. You know, she's like, well, then say you're a beautiful person. I'm like, fine, I'm a beautiful person. I can say that. I think it's because I don't want to place any priority on the physical because it doesn't matter. And I said, it doesn't matter. And she said, yes, it does. And it does matter to you. And you do care. You know, you can list reasons why people care. Like if I didn't care, I wouldn't do my makeup, right? To try to look prettier. Or I wouldn't do my hair. Or I wouldn't wear nice clothes. So do I care? I mean, I like to look presentable when I go out. I don't know why. I don't know if I'm pretty. I don't know. But I don't care. I don't want, or maybe I don't want to care. Maybe I am to some and maybe I am not to others. But if I cared what one you know, group thought, then I have to care what the other group thinks. So I don't have the answer about that. I guess just for anyone out there who has felt these things, felt they're alone, felt that they didn't matter, felt that they don't fit in, I, for one, understand. And just know I'm always here for you if you need it. Like you guys are here for me right now. And we will get through this. You're all beautiful people. I hope you have an amazing week. But if you don't, that's okay too, because we all have shitty weeks. Hopefully, when I come back next week, mine will be a little less emo. Love you guys. Bye.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.